the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial free minutes for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Newton. Our top story, Georgia continues to be at the absolute center of the future of this country, both from a recount of the presidential election votes and the two supposed or scheduled runoffs for the Senate, which could I mean, it's up to Georgia to keep this country from being Democrat Congress, Democrat Senate, Democrat in the White House. I don't care who it is. Well, if it's Republicans doing that, since they never actually follow through, they would have gotten rid of Obamacare if that if they were ever going to follow through on that kind of domination. The Democrats, on the other hand, who who are more overt about walking in lockstep with the world powers are permitted to follow through on their sinister globalist plans because they are open about it. Republicans have sinister globalist plans, too, but they have to provide they they are the foil to look like there's resistance. So we don't actually mount resistance. But what's happening in Georgia, it's very fishy. We have some reporting on why it's fishy, but it be, it is the most important story will be for a while. It's gotten to the point where the policies being presented by progressives, by Democrats, mirror exactly, I mean, identical to what the Great Reset proposes and the policies they want to enact. So people talk about the Great Reset. We already have the Great Reset being proposed at the local level anyway. And yeah, there was a lot of uh, election stuff today. There was Rudy Giuliani's press conference that just happened a little while ago. I only caught a little bit of it. So I'm going to tell you what I saw. The Dominion voting system seems to be the core of what they're attempting to reveal that the problem was, that there was corruption around that. And they say that George Soros is linked to it somehow, which you can't even say anymore because that automatically makes the people on the other side go, oh, nope, that's bogus. One of the statements that was made by the lawyer for President Trump, Sidney Powell, Sidney Powell, she said, we will not be intimidated. We are going to clean this mess up. President Trump won by a landslide. We're going to prove it, and we are going to reclaim the United States of America for the people who vote for freedom. I have a couple of comments on all of the things that you're just saying, which is, first of all, uh, the Garland put out a press release that talks about the issue that they're having with the recount of the presidential vote, it's Dominion software. It's Dominion QR coded ballot marking devices. This is what they use, which he objected to when they adopted this. We did a show with him on WSB about yeah, the problems with these things. We're going to bring him back. And exactly the problem he anticipated is what's at heart here. So what happens is the... You don't mark your own ballot and then have that paper ballot. You put your thing in the screen and it prints out your ballot. Now, voters rarely look at the actual ballot to verify their votes or not. And if they think of, if they have the courage to complain, if it looks wrong, the poll workers don't know how to fix that and often will attribute it to a mistake made by the voter himself. So even if they want to correct that ballot, they don't take the machine offline or investigate it further. So that's a big problem. Then the other problem that is going on right now is, so we were talking yesterday about how Raffensperger 
amazingly selected the presidential race for a hand count as an audit, which was great. Here's the thing, though. So it goes down to the precincts. This is what Garland was objecting to. It goes down to the precincts. The precincts take the vote, their vote tally. They report it. Raffensperger told them to report it directly by uploading it to the Arlo software, which was provided by the Department of Homeland Security. Then that software aggregates the precincts into counties and then reports that as if it's an audited number. The problem is because it doesn't report it by precinct, no one in the precinct who did the count can actually go back and verify that these audited numbers do reflect their hand audit. You see the problem? Yeah, then, that sounds like what Lynn Wood was tweeting he had evidence of that poll workers were told not to report changes in the count. That's something else. That's that they that Raffensperger is not using the audited numbers as the certified numbers. He's using the electronic numbers that were originally reported unless the audit exposes a problem. But the audit isn't going to expose a problem if the precincts doing the hand audit have no way to verify if their hand count is accurately reflected. So there are a lot of issues here. And then the guy, I believe the guy who designed the Arlo software um, or something like that, Philip Stark, was in Garland's press release. I clicked through to some of the statements he had made. It is not possible to verify the ballots marked by a ballot marking device in this manner because the ballot itself is not produced by the voter. It's produced by the machine. So there are real problems. And boy, if anyone could say that uh, last part again for me. The ballots, he said that the Arlo verification software, whatever it's called, is not going to, it cannot genuinely verify a ballot because the ballots, the paper ballot that they're looking at was not produced by the voter. It was produced by the voting machine. So it had, has already disconnected any physical evidence of the voter's intent from the physical thing that they're counting. And that's always been Garland's problem with this system. And he is on the case, but who knows if he'll, if, I mean, he's been ignored before. Are they looking at the paper printouts that the people received after their vote and then that printout was put into the machine? Is that what they're looking at? From what I understand, you you vote. They give you the I haven't voted in Georgia since they started the system. So I from what I understand you go, you vote and it prints something out for you. And then you it go does. and take that and give it to somebody, I believe. Yeah. Or you look at it yourself. And then they said, OK, those printouts are what they consider to be paper ballots. But yeah. that's not what you mean by paper ballot. A paper ballot is you get a piece of paper that you write on or or poke the chat out of. You yourself have indicated on the paper trail what your intent was. By the time it's a ballot that's been produced by the machine, it already has had an intervening action. There's already a dispute as to whether the machine has been corrupted by accident or on purpose. If it's if it was your error, you don't necessarily look at it. Who checks it? If you do check it, does the poll worker... I've had people discourage me. Like I've gone to doctors like, this medicine like doesn't make me feel well. Oh, it's in your imagination or you made that mistake or you took too much. They can push back because they don't know how to handle it. There are a lot of problems. It's been proven. These problems with that kind of thing have, have been proven. 
What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- 653-8838. Y'all show neighbors some love over the holiday season. I know they have some great deals and their winter seeds out right now. To that point that you were just making, there was some hackers prior to the election that showed the flaws in the Dominion system and how hackable the system was. Oh, really? Yeah. Because that is the one that is making a stink across the country with various Mm -hmm. precincts saying there were issues with that and it has foreign interference. I haven't dug into that. Those problems, Garland referenced that those there were problems with that. And I have never found him to be anything but totally accurate when it comes to this stuff. He has come out against certain elections regardless of party. Yeah, so, he's not a partisan person yeah, and from he, my perception. Anyway. He has strong opinions about politics, but I have never seen them color this stuff. So I'm really eager to talk to him. I copied him on a tweet. I'm, I keep retweeting it. I have not received an answer yet from, I think his, his name is Sterling, Gabriel Sterling, who's... Uh, a, a manager of this voting machine implementation, just why does it continue to say 99% counted and they insist that Purdue is going to a runoff? It, it's, I can't, it, someone has to explain that to me because it doesn't look right. What appears to be happening to me is the quote integrity of the Georgia election system, which is going to relate to the nationwide election system, is just falling apart. It just seems like there's all of these flaws that are being revealed. This has kind of been the year of revelation, of putting exposure, perhaps weaponizing transparency. It seems like the integrity of the election systems are crumbling. That's interesting because Garland, we've known him for a long time, and he always said that in an independent auditor survey, Georgia was something like 44th out of 50th in election integrity. I believe it. And that would be a perfect place to start, except for that. I don't think Stacey Abrams and her gang, well, realize how much integrity Garland has. However, when he filed a criminal complaint against Kemp, the DA, who I do not believe was a Republican, refused to pursue it against Kemp, who was running for governor at the time after having botched the 2016 election as secretary of state. So Garland's there. He's voiced, but he is suppressed just like ours has been, I bet. And um, Lindsey Graham is personally, first of all, I I read an article personally sending a million bucks to like some kind of voter thing in Georgia, which just I couldn't even figure that out. But in that same article I read, he attacked Stacey Abrams directly. And I'm telling you, it is Trump's old thing. No. And everybody else is no publicity is bad publicity when she is getting this kind of national attention over and over again as if she is single handedly changing the future direction of this country. And it will be true if those Georgia races go Democrat. Fox is reporting that they think the Georgia races might go Democrat. I mean, that's that's amazing that feeds right into the way Fox has been positioning itself on the side of CNN lately, kind of 
alienating Trump supporters. Another thing to think about with the election integrity is there was a lot of encouraging, go be a poll worker, go work, go help out democracy in a very partisan way. I got a lot of text, a lot of emails from these groups I'm in, and both sides were doing this. I would be interested in knowing, I don't know if this is a statistic that can be found out, what amount or percentage of Republican voters versus Democrat voters were working at the various polls in Georgia and around the country? Because there is no doubt you absolutely, if you do want to commit fraud during an election, you want to put people in those positions that could enable fraud, that could look the other way or could actively do something. I applied to be a poll worker when I first moved to Atlanta, and I never received an answer. I was permitted. Somebody asked me to be a volunteer, which gave me absolutely no access to what I was supposed to be auditing. I, I It was very intimidating. I was the only like independent person there. Nobody was giving me the time of day. It was Kasim Reed's first run against Mary Norwood. And there we were, like in inner city Atlanta. And I was just sitting there like, I don't even like her. You know, what do I care? I mean, I cared that there was integrity, but I, you know, wasn't there for her. So what was I supposed to do? Stuff was all in boxes. So I've been getting some indivisible emails telling me how to talk about the election, how to think about the election and how to confront the disinformation coming from the right that I would like to tell you a little bit about. I like to go through these sometimes because we hear a lot of talking points repeated on social media and across the various mainstream media outlets. This is often, these activist groups often send these talking points out prior to you hearing them in the news. These in particular, we've already heard a little bit, but it's interesting the way that they talk about it with their constituents. So this is an email coming from the organizers to the people who have joined and who are learning to be activists and who want to get involved. And they start off by saying, here's what we're seeing. This is from Indivisible. Despite Trump's lies, recent polling shows that nearly 80 percent of Americans recognize Joe Biden as the winner of the election. That's right. No, right. So off irrelevant. I know. But here's what this does psychologically to the person getting the email. If maybe you aren't sure about the integrity of the election, that makes them think, oh, I'm questioning my own opinion now because if 80 percent of the people, maybe I'm wrong about questioning it. Absolutely. Looking for something positive to distract you from all the craziness in 2020? At wisdomprints.com, you can own photography work of landscapes and architecture that remind us of the beautiful world we really live in. Wisdomprints.com is the creation and work of a fellow liberty-minded person, Scott Moore, who's been an avid listener of the Propaganda Report and the Monica Perez Show for years. Wisdomprints.com is newly created and showcases photography from the desert southwest to urban scenes and architecture from around the world. Visit wisdomprints.com, that's W-I-Z-U-M prints.com, and use the promotion code PROPAGANDA at checkout to get 15% off the sale of your print order. Scott has actually increased that discount for the Christmas season to 25%, and I have to say, I have spent a lot of time looking at those prints, and I am going to take advantage of that myself. The letter or the email goes on to say, While bad actors will continue to push their false narrative, our best defense is to push the patriotic truth. The patriotic truth, which is Joe Biden won 
Don't even think about it. And then they go on to say, as citizens and truth tellers, we continue to remind our networks of this election's legitimacy and to celebrate our democracy's ability to overcome those who wish to subvert the will of the American people. It's annoying to me that people are focusing on Trump's patriotic responsibility to concede. I mean, Al Gore did not concede. It went straight, it went right up to the Supreme Court. There is absolutely no reason to concede. It is not his job to concede. It is actually arguably his job morally to fight this. Now, that being said, yeah. I firmly believe that this has been a setup from something that we have been talking about for years and years and years, which is a revamping of how the elections work, both from an electoral to a popular, which Trump's first election highlighted the issues there and his second election is highlighting local to federal control right. and and federal control will just make it worse it's just like what's happening in georgia you think you're counting it you think you're seeing an audit but you're not because it's being funneled up to dhs software and spit out aggregated to where you cannot isolate the actual number you input and that's all it takes and they create confusion around it. And you hear story after story, which makes it hard to figure out what the truth is in all the mess. They go on to tell you how to confront and how to deliver messages. And they say, remember that people tend to remember what they read or hear first and most often. So create a, quote, truth sandwich a truth sandwich with that was your straight message. Out of your, I think that's straight out of one of the clips you've played in the past. From Brian Stelter. Yeah. He started that truth sandwich thing, and I've seen it in an indivisible before as well. So what's between the truth? So there's truth and truth, and what is I'll the meat I'll, that I'll, they're giving they you give us that is, is yeah. not truth? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they say, but they say start and end with the truth. Yeah, but not in the <laughs> what, do you, what do you put in the middle? <laughs> Here are three steps to making a strong statement on this. And notice in three steps, they tell them exactly what statement to make. <laughs> Number one, acknowledge common ground and dislodge with truth. And here's an example. Despite a pandemic, obstacles to voting, and politicians' attempts to divide us, patriotic Americans came together to participate in a democracy that works. This is from the people who two years ago, four years ago, were talking about how democracy failed because of Russian interference, mind you. Number two, this is the middle part of the sandwich, question the motives of the messenger. Here's an example. Trump and his allies want us to distrust the result because he lost. <laughs> Number three, reaffirm the truth in a way that gets you to a more proactive message. Here's the example. Voters decided this election. Now let's move forward. There's a truth sandwich. <laughs> but you don't know what the voters decided. It's the same old, same old. That makes me crazy. But this idea of a democracy, first of all, rather than this is just the democratic process to elect representatives that execute laws that are made in a legislative process, supposedly that has integrity in conformity to a foundational law that severely limits the scope of the laws these people are allowed to pass and execute. So for, they've eliminated that because we live in a post-constitutional world. They're eliminating the ability for you to actually be represented by your legislators by bringing people in from California to vote for your senator in Georgia. That is, yes, people in California have an interest in what your Georgia senator does, but that is disenfranchising those people in Georgia 
And the executive should have very little power. But beyond that, if you have a, if you have disemboweled all of the laws that are objectively agreed upon and because the, they are narrow in scope, they can be. And you have created these two diametrically opposed cultures, the left and the right, who are supposed to live side by side under all the same laws, regardless of the region they've chosen to live in. You've got, you're, you cannot have an Unbridled democracy because 51, whatever is the 51% of those two competing ideologies perforce enslave the other side, especially if the one that wins is the one that institutes widespread tax slavery. Right. And it's just baffling, not baffling, but it's funny to me how obvious it is. And I don't know how anybody cannot acknowledge this if they're being intellectually honest that. When your side wins, democracy works. When your side loses, democracy has failed. Yes, that's actually that. I I didn't get the connection you were making. That's the the Panamanian guy who I have a mental block about his name. I can't remember it. Was talking to that local journalist in the kind of background of the Stacy versus Stacy debate saying we wouldn't take to the streets. We wouldn't we wouldn't go outside the democratic process if the democratic process was working. And he just didn't add the two words us. And now us, it's yeah. working for us. So yeah. it's OK. Hey, by the way, Kelly Leffler was on, I guess, Fox probably set her up. I don't know. I didn't hear the whole clip. But she said something like, hey, go to Kelly Leffler and give me a couple of bucks to help fight this fight. And the whole ethics, they're coming down on her. It's illegal to do that from the Senate floor, which is where she was having that interview or the Senate building. Like, it just I'd have to see the whole thing to see if she was set up. Like, can you tell people how to contribute to your campaign? You know, I don't know. But now they're interesting because they, they I get emails and texts hourly flood my phone flood my email asking for money for both sides but are they sending those texts from the senate building so it's the location of where she said yes, it it was they're... her background okay. because it has such gravitas it's the the incumbent has the advantage for reasons like that and yeah. they're suggesting that because she put out her Connect it. She was solicitate, soliciting campaign contributions. I, I just feel like it, I didn't look at the bigger clip, so I'm not positive that she was set up, but it just seemed like what bad timing for her to make such a stupid mistake. I mean, mistake. that's a great way to try and set somebody up is when they're talking there is to try and frame a yeah, question in a way where they... If it's Fox, who we now see is... Yeah being subversive at every turn. I really want to hear, though, you had some uh, advice to people about um, evictions, I think. I think this is an important practical piece that we should share sooner rather than later. Yeah, there is an eviction crisis going on. Now, I don't have to tell you or anyone listening that the news is biased. All news is biased. Whether intentional or unintentional, there's always at least some level of bias in the news that we consume. And this bias does impact how we see the world. Fortunately, Ground News is making it a lot easier for us to quickly recognize this bias. Ground News is a new app that provides readers with objective data about the underlying political bias in all published news stories. It's the first ever news comparison platform. Here's how it works. Ground News collects data from over 50,000 news sources 
and runs a real-time media bias tracking. Then, the coverage bias rating is visually shown alongside the story. For every story that you read, you can compare how reporting differs across sources with different political biases and see if the coverage of the story skews more to the left or more to the right. Now, Ground News represents a larger movement of people who are fed up with traditional, highly politicized news. No one wants to be spoon-fed ideas or subtly influenced in covert ways. What Ground News does is gives the power to the people so that you can make up your own mind. If you want to learn more and try out Ground News for yourself, and I highly recommend that you do, head on over to ground.news slash prop, that's ground.news slash prop, and enter the code PROP, that's spelled P-R-O-P in all caps, to get one month free of Ground News Pro. And, as an exclusive limited time offer, listeners of the Propaganda Report will get 20% off Ground News Premium Membership. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to ground.news slash prop and start judging the truth for yourself today. There's an eviction problem that's going on in America right now, a crisis, because people who have been thrown out of work because of the pandemic, they haven't been able to work for most of the year or college students who graduated and have not been able to get a job. They're now starting to get eviction notices from predatory renters, predatory landlords, and they're going to be thrown out on the street. Some of them already are being thrown out on the street because they don't realize Because these predatory companies do not tell them, they don't realize that there is a CDC moratorium that protects them until the end of the year. And this is starting to pop up in the news a little bit more because there's a push to get this moratorium extended. I don't know if that's going to happen or there's a push to get more stimulus. It's a bad situation that benefits the predatory corporate Wall Street landlords while also smushing down the little guy who is not going to really benefit from this. But it's a tough situation. And what they do is they threaten people. They bully people. They call them over and over again. They do not tell them about the moratorium. In fact, they go out of their way to prevent them from knowing about it by providing resources through their own website that allows them to do rent share or uh, to cut their rent down a little bit and pay a little bit here and there. But what they end up doing is they try and drain people, try and drain people's bank accounts, and then they evict them anyway. The whole time, they're leading people to believe that they're not going to evict them. But once they get enough money out of them and they think they're not going to get any more, they just go ahead and do the eviction proceedings anyway. And then what happens is people are scared. They don't have any money. They don't have representation from a lawyer. And so they either don't file an answer to the eviction or they don't show up to their virtual court date and an automatic judgment is granted to the predatory company, leaving the person in the house who's been out of work the whole year because of the pandemic screwed and out on the street. If you're in a situation like that, make sure you file an answer. There are resources online. Are there, do you think there are like um, tenants at sea? Websites are, yes, there help. absolutely are because I found some of them and there is a guidance on how to fill out an answer. You just need to file an answer if you get evicted because they cannot they cannot evict you before the beginning of the year as long as you file an answer and, and show just in that answer, say why you are protected by the CDC moratorium. And it is on them to try and show that you're not, which is almost impossible for them not to. In fact, they probably and I'm not a lawyer to, to caveat that but i have i have worked with somebody and i have learned a lot about this subject in particular because i know some people who are in this situation it is very very difficult for them to to show that you are not protected by that moratorium and they're unlikely to even do anything before the beginning of the year 
It's interesting that you should bring that up because I was really trying to understand an article I read in the Wall Street Journal a few weeks ago that talked about how these, I didn't even realize that there were companies this big. Boy, they must Invitation have- Homes. Didn't you read about that one? That's the one I'm thinking about in particular. That was one. I mean, I, I don't want trouble, but I, so I don't usually name names, but that is- I'm so naming I don't know names because about- I don't like them. Okay. I don't know <laughs> if they're the ones who are doing what you're, di- what you're talking about. They are. I, I, Okay. They were, that is the name that was in the Wall Street Journal. I can attest to that personally. And in the Wall Street Journal, it said them and one other home company had tens of thousands of suburban homes. And I'm, I, 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 it's highly likely in my mind that this emerged after the 2008 financial crisis gutted home ownership in that demographic and that they were greatly benefiting by COVID while smaller landlords were hurt by it. And I couldn't understand why they said, well, these guys can, they have algorithms that can figure out the exact pricing of rent to take advantage of the migration from the cities. I don't, and that's all it said. But if there are other tactics that they use that the smaller landlord is unlikely to use, that could make the smaller landlord say, hey, I can't live with this. They sell and these other guys get it at rock bottom prices. That's a second uh, thing that I think may, it, it, this is the second time that my three why they're chasing people out of LA seems to be true. One is to get blue voters to other cities. The, another is to crash the market so that big corporations can um, gobble it up. And then the third is that they are going to take these emptied out cities or corporate ownership and exploit them or leverage them to institute some green sustainable stuff. And I can tell you the mechanism, they might do that when you're ready. Yeah. This company, if you look up that name and you will find a bunch of reviews and you'll get a good sense of the way that they operate, these bigger companies can withstand this because they can get sued. They can have class action lawsuits filed against them, which they have. 2018 was the most recent one, I believe, because they got enough money to overcome all of it, while the little guy does not. So if they get in some sort of legal conflict, it's going to drain the little landlord, just like it is the person involved. Meanwhile, if Invitation Homes is in a lawsuit, they got so much money they can throw at it because they're nationwide. It's it's not just that. I mean, or to that point, if you are bamboozling thousands of people and only having to answer for a few, you are you're. It might be worth the calculus, whereas a little guy can't do it. Yeah, and here's the thing. When you read the the moratorium and you read about some of the, the law around it that people are speculating how it would play out in court, there's a possibility that their behavior, if they try and evict somebody who is protected by the moratorium, then they are subjecting themselves to possibly being convicted of a crime and somebody going to jail and up to $250,000 fine if they do it to a a company, an organization, $100,000 fine if they do this to a person. So there's some pretty hefty fees there, but there's not a lot of people that realize because the people they're targeting can't afford to pay their rent, so therefore they can't afford a lawyer. They're scared they're going to get kicked out of their home, and they don't know what to do. So if you find yourself in this situation, there are 
people who can help. I'll try to find some of the links. I don't know if I'll have them in today's show notes, but Just I will one, put them in. Yeah. yeah some of one the resources tenant advocacy to help. Thing. Yeah. You can fight these guys. You can, but you do have to ultimately pay the rent eventually you don't get out of the rent by fighting them but they can't throw you out right now they want they want to drain your money they want to get as much money as they can and then they want to keep here's what they do they'll say if you give us half your rent right now that you owe and they've been accepting partial rent for months right so they accept partial rent making people believe that they're okay and then all of a sudden they cut off the ability to pay that partial rent online and they say you give us two thousand dollars or whatever half the amount that you owe total and we will take away this eviction notice that we just sent to you. If you do not, then we're just going to go forward with it. But here's the thing. We looked at the filings. Even if you pay that, they turn right around and they just file another one until they get the rest of the money from you. So they're just trying to drain it, knowing they're going to try and evict you anyway. It's not an honest operation they're running. And when you look at the way that they interact with people, because I've seen some of the email exchanges, they go out of their way to not answer specific questions about this. They bend over backwards to try and deceive the person. Well, I'll tell you, the government policy, while might not be specifically in bed with these guys, they really like, the government likes, I I have this whole insight about why fascism is so effective and how it's emerging all over the place as a way to have this totalitarian government without any legislation or enforcement cost directly, no transparency whatsoever. And this ties into that. I'll tell you about it in the Patreon 15. All right. I will look forward to that. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we do post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. Also, we do video deep dives on rockfin.com. You can check that out. We will talk to you all on the Patreon 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic DPP tomorrow. If you're thinking about becoming a patron, tomorrow is a VIP DPP. So become a patron saint and uh, see what all the fun is about. And if you don't like it, then you can you can cancel at any time and let your friends know about the show. Leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us show up in the search rankings. Also helps us fend off trolls that we have attracted some more trolls. And it makes me happy. And it makes Monica happy and me happy (laughs) as well. Have a great rest of your day.